During the COVID-19 global pandemic in 2020, I noticed a lot of my friends, family and clients weren't coping so well. So I sat down and recorded some ideas that I thought would help ease the pain of disruption. My name is AJ Kalatunga and this is Business as Unusual. Hey entrepreneurs, it's AJ and welcome back to Business as Unusual. Clarity and confidence during uncertain times. Today's topic is how you think is more important than what you think. COVID has come along and smacked us all in the face and no matter where you are on the globe, you have been affected in some way, shape or form by this virus. And what's interesting over this period of time is seeing how people are adapting to it and also not adapting to it. But as an organization, you really need to go out there and reimagine the way business could be done because the game has completely changed. In previous videos, I've mentioned the drifters, the shifters, and the innovators. And unless you're thinking and behaving like an innovator right now, when economies start to restart around the world, you're gonna be left behind. So today's video has a technique tactic, a strategy, just an idea, if you will, that'll help you navigate the uncertainty out there. And rather than share this information with you right now, I want to take you back to a previous video that I did a couple of years ago before the pandemic, because this is a timeless idea and I think it'll be incredibly valuable for you. So enjoy the video and take what you will from it and use it to go out there, navigate uncertainty, create beautiful things, and just really transform your business into what it could be. Imagine the following. Two candidates go in for a job interview at Moscow State University. Now it's not a group interview, so they have to get interviewed individually. First candidate goes in, gets a whole bunch of questions, but at the last minute, the interviewer decides to throw in a surprise question. They ask the candidate, how tall is the spire on top of the main building. And the candidate smiles to himself because he knows the answer to this question. He tells the professor, I actually studied this building in architecture class, so I know the exact height of the spire is 57 meters tall. Great, says the professor. Don't call us, we'll call you, because that's how they roll in Moscow. Then the second candidate goes into the room and it's exactly the same story. All these questions followed up with, how tall is the spire on the main building of the university? But unlike the first candidate, this one says an entirely different answer. She says, listen, professor, I'm really sorry, but I don't know the height of the spire off the top of my head. But if you will just give me five minutes, I'm sure I can come up with an answer for you. And the professor is intrigued. So he says, you can have your five minutes. So she bolts out of the classroom, runs through the corridor, down the stairs, out through the main doors, and she glances at her watch quickly and then gazes up at the sky and tries to find this position of the sun. And then she measures the length of the shadow of the spire along the ground. And she runs through some calculations and quickly runs back inside and she says to the professor, okay, I believe the spire is approximately 56 to 57 meters tall, give or take a few centimeters. Now these are two entirely different approaches to answering that question, but they yielded almost exactly the same results. So my question to you is, which one of these candidates would you hire? See, a few years ago, most people would select candidate A because they offered the correct answer in a timely fashion. 
but you could operate like that back in those days because the world was quite predictable. You could accurately predict the results or the outcome of an organization. And within this predictable world, we as a society became used to rewarding people and valuing people that gave us the correct answers and devaluing people that gave us the wrong answers. And we could be so black and white about it because it was easy to see what was right and what was wrong. But you and I don't live in a world like that anymore. The world we live in today is so chaotic and full of uncertainty and rapid change. And the old rules no longer apply anymore because we don't have a standard operating environment. So how exactly are we meant to survive and thrive in a world that's constantly changing? The answer to that question lies in the response of the second candidate. Remember, she didn't have the answer off the top of her head. She didn't have knowledge required to answer the question. But leveraging her mind, she was able to connect different neural pathways that led her to the answer. In other words, the wisdom of process led her to the knowledge. And therein lies the secret. In the age of disruption, how you think is more important than what you think. Or in other words, knowledge is no longer enough. You need to have wisdom to figure out answers to questions that haven't even been asked yet. And the difference between knowledge and wisdom is knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Now, what's interesting about this whole discussion that we've been having is that organizations around the globe, regardless of geographical location, they're all facing the same set of challenges. They're all trying to figure out how do we get ahead in this environment, this operating environment that's constantly changing. And you know what? Nearly all of them, almost all of them, are going about it in the wrong way. They are trying to predict what the future is going to look like. They are searching for the knowledge instead of developing their wisdom. But now you and I know that that doesn't work. And if you really want to get ahead in this age of disruption and really navigate change and conquer all these challenges, start teaching your people how to think. Start teaching your people how to develop their entrepreneurial mind and see the world through a different set of lenses. And when you develop your wisdom on how to think, all of a sudden you don't need to know what to think because you create new things that automatically put you miles ahead of the competition. And that's powerful. I'm gonna close this conversation now and leave you with one final thought. It's from the famed science fiction author, Sir Arthur C. Clarke. One day, Sir Arthur C. Clarke was being interviewed and the young interviewer said to him, Mr. Clarke, how could you predict the future so accurately in all of your books? And Mr. Clarke smiled at him and he said, Young man, I didn't predict the future. I merely suggested it. When you teach your people how to think differently about their challenges, then they'll come up with new ways of operating. And all of a sudden, you won't need to predict the future. You can create it. In the age of disruption, how you think is more important than what you think. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it an appropriate thumbs up on whatever platform you're consuming it on and subscribe for future episodes. If this was a visual episode and you need to see what I was talking about, you can find links to the video version in the show notes. Thanks for listening.